Where you assess good, good is when we come out with one more point than they did. So if we had returns and we didn't end up in the end zone, then at the end of the day, it's not good enough. Um, so uh, all of our units and all of our kids understand that. And they understand no matter what, throughout the course of the game, there's 170, 180, I don't know how many plays there were in that game. Um, and we were one play away. So we've got to find where that one play comes, and we've got to evaluate every single one of those and find a way to be better in each area. Um, give them all the credit in the world. They played a great game. They ended up the winner. Um, they played better than us on that particular Saturday. So um, they did an excellent job. They made some adjustments. We made some adjustments. We had some opportunities. Sometimes you're an ankle or a guy slipping off of a block away from popping a big return. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for us in this particular game. Tired of winning the tailgate but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. Let me get something off my fucking chest, man. Jeez. Yeah. I'm not hot. All right. Didn't you introduce just like every Texas State sycophant, I lost my fucking mind on Saturday. And it's kind of like carried itself with me. Like, I don't, you know, like people will say, like, act like you've been here before. We have been here before. We've lost to UTSA four other times. I don't know why this one meant so much to me. But you had hope. I, yeah, had I guess hope, I did Jacob. have hope. Yeah. And I, we I could told- have won. Like, the Brian Holloway said it himself. Like, the team that beat us is ourselves, you know? Like, I would say we beat ourselves. Um, we just didn't do the simple things right that we normally do. Um, you know, I mean, hats off to UTSA. They're a good team. Um, it was a dogfight, but I would say that there were things that we could have did that would have made the game a lot uh, fall in our favor. They didn't yeah, play no, good I, football at all. I, so, I tell people all the time, the worst thing for a sports fan to have is hope. Hope is the absolute worst thing for a sports fan to have. Uh, you had hope. I had hope. The difference between us is that I control my emotions a little bit better than I think some of the people in this fan base, which is completely fair. I mean, I, I have lived and died with this team as hard as anybody else. The thing that doesn't get to me that got to a lot of other people and got to you, and I, I have a bunch of questions about that, um, was UTSA's trash talk. I, I've had so many people online for the past 10 years of my existence shit talk me online. So I'm kind of, I, I'm not saying I, I'm too big for it at this point, but I'm callous to it. It does not bother me as much. So when you saw the UTSA shirt from our friends from Alamo Audible or whatever, when when you when you saw that 5-0 shirt, what triggered you to be like, yeah, I got to go after these people on Twitter? Yeah, that's really, that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe it's sleep deprivation from being a producer in the TV news world. Maybe it was just a constant fucking... Yeah, I know. I have a full-time job. <laughs> Is that the reason? <laughs> but uh, maybe it's that. Maybe it's uh, just the constant pressure we surround ourselves with. Maybe it's just me getting too close to the case as the best investigator in the world. <laughs> but something happened, and I just lost my mind. So I had like a mini thread on like, go fuck yourselves. I hate this shirt. You're a loser, uh, basically, is what I told them, with look, without using those words. At the end of the day, the shirt that matters most is bowl champion shirts that texas state will be buying at the end of the season that's mm-hmm. that's the shirt that matters the most so if they want to say we're five and oh that's fine if our buddy craven 
who said that Frank Harris was the most important quarterback in the state of Texas, wants to say, hey, Frank Harris had a great game. He came back. Uh, Jacob, I'm going to be honest with you here. I'm going to take my fandom to the side. Frank Harris is the most important quarterback in the state of Texas for his team. Because wow. when he went out, all for his of team, a, wow, that what a what his, a what a caveat <laughs> for his team. Yeah, no, well, I, and I think that's what makes him the most important. I think if Quinn Ewers goes down tomorrow, that there's another guy who can step up, and I finally get that. There is not another guy that can step up at UTSA. There's not the next guy. So when he went down, I, I know I personally, you hate to root for injuries. You don't want to see injuries. When he went down, I was like, we're going to win. Like if Frank Harris isn't on the field, Texas State has a real good shot here to win this game. And we started to actually too, you know, Mm -hmm. we started to, you know, defense just warmed that guy from Sherry land pioneer, Eddie Lee Marburger shout out to the guys from the Valley, but it wasn't looking good, buddy. Exactly. So I I'm saying this is that do I, I I don't root for Frank Harris. I'm not going to root for UTSA for the rest of the season. I hope they lose every game from here on out. Yeah. I hope they pay the army $200,000 to get that L this week. So, he gained he gained my respect. I, I coming into the game, my respect level was like really low. Now I have a lot more respect for the guy. So I'm happy. I'm happy that he has had a good career at UTSA. I'm happy that he was able to play because if we would have beat him or beat UTSA without him, it would have meant a lot less. For our wonderful for our wonderful viewers at home, this is the shirt. And then when I edit this podcast, I'm gonna superimpose a trash can on it. It won't even okay. focus. It's not working for you, but that's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's the, it's not working, but that's the that is just the we'll shirt. throw 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 the shirt up on right here. Boom. There it's it is. Look. See it? You can kind of see yeah. it. Anyway, it'll be a trash can, so it won't matter. But that's why I'm also wearing orange and blue. I think I had to introduce that fact too, because I made a bet with freaking Marvin Hurst at Ken's five that uh Texas State would lose. So I'm here with the lovely Mr. Marvin Hurst. Marvin, you're supporting UTSA Roadrunners. Everybody knows I'm a Bobcat, the loudest, proudest Bobcat in this newsroom. We do have a bet going for this game, right? What, what's what's my side of the bet? What do, what do we do if UTSA wins? Your side of the bet is you just lose. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, remember I have to wear UTSA colors. Oh, and... okay. So the terms of the, the bet are this. If uh, Jacob loses, then he has to dress in UTSA gear for his production and at every commercial break, every little break, he has to make the Roadrunner sound. I'm not gonna do it right now. You don't get a free one on me. And if I win, Marvin has to do a promo for me telling me how great I am, right? I have to admit you're wrong. I mean, I was wrong. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Sad face. That they would not lose, that UTSA would, would lose. Yeah, that Texas State would win and UTSA would win. All well, right. let's do some silver lining because coming out of the Baylor game, we felt really good coming into the UTSA game. It, it was really high. I want to take that momentum for this first home game against Jackson State. I want I want to have all of the pros. So let's come on. First podcast back. Let's do the pros. What are some pros that you saw on Saturday? The pro was I finally got like a stinker out of my system. That felt very like college vibe, very like two and ten uh writing vibes, very like four and eight in the press box still, very fun vibes. Uh, because I was prepared to write Baylor like that, right? If you go back to our projection podcast. We were like, we're going to lose against Baylor, might lose against UTSA, and, uh, you know, hopefully steamroll into the rest of non-conference play with Nevada and Jackson State. Jackson State this week, Nevada the week after, um, and be like 2-2. Two and two. So now we, if we win out, I mean, we could be 3-1 and one potentially. 3-1 and one going into conference play still looks really good. 
Um, I, I like that. So you got the stinker out of your system. So you're going super Jacob focused. That's completely fine here. Yeah, I'm I think gonna you said it too, right? Like if you if we forty ball Jackson State, that looked very good. Yeah, I, I'm going this way. I'm going. The positive was the defense. The defense looked better than I think it's ever looked. Uh, on a turf field. Alamo Dome field has taken so many lives. We'll get to some of those injuries here in a minute, but like I, I thought our defense looked better than it's ever looked. I think that it made Harris really uncomfortable. We held the running game down and the offense of course is going to be the thing that everybody talks about. But look, when we talked to the Baylor guys, they were pretty impressed by the defense coming into the UTSA game. We said, Hey, what is this defense going to look like? I, I feel really good about this defense. In fact, we'll flip the coin things. I didn't like the offense. Did not like to see the screenplays. Did not like to see the comebacks. In I thought desperation that... time screenplays. Yes. And I, I that was a big problem to me, is that I've seen this movie too many times not to know how it ends. When we're down by a touchdown and we're running screenplays, I don't like that. And the fact that we only rush, if you take away the negative yards from TJ Finley and you just go on how many yards we rush for, it was like 50 yards. You can't no, it was rush less than that. Yards. It was like... Less than thirty is crazy, or like yeah, and yeah, when you take when you take in his negative twenty eight yards because of the sacks, then it gets down to like thirty one. But like fifty, it was like fifty yards between the running backs. You can't win football games when you can't run the ball, and that is going to be a thorn in the Bobcats' side until we fix that problem. Now, Jackson State this weekend, they're two and one. It's an FCS program. They have a quarterback who's played. Um, I think this is his sixth year playing college football. <laughs> you think to yourself, like, does the, if the defense for Texas State is as good as, as advertised, this is the type of game that we can really establish a run, and you get a running back that gets a hundred yards. So I, I don't know. That's that's what I, that's my negatives. My negatives was the, the running game. The offense looked kind of so-so, especially in the fourth quarter against UTSA. Now Craven tells me it's because UTSA just has more dudes. That they just they they're a deeper team, and that a year from now, when Kenny has two years of recruiting, that we'll have dudes like that too, and it won't be fourth quarter meltdowns anymore. Now, I don't know if that's the case, but that that's where we're at with it. Well, so here's my thing: like it really wasn't a fourth quarter meltdown. They played like shit the whole game, like you know, like <laughs> on was, offense. Yeah, on offense, like TJ well, looked like ass. Like and I'm this sorry is, this to say is... it, buddies, but you know, we did not look great. The this entire game until Frank it, but... Harris left the game. And then it was reported that he got an x-ray in two shots. Like, you know, not good. That I, Also, for his health, not good. I, and I've had an x-ray before, Jacob. I don't know if you have. Those are not quick. Like, so I, I'm kind of dubious about an x-ray. Also? No. Yeah. I think the shots for sure. I think that's for sure of a possibility. I'm not talking about Cuervo. Uh I'm saying I, I don't know. I don't trust the fact that he had an x-ray, but that's just me. Whatever. Drops. This is where you, you can go off. For, yeah. You know, this, talk I've, about the I've drop. I said it week one. I said it week two. It is ass, man. Like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? I mean, we found Drew Donnelly. Fantastic. Joey Holbert didn't exist in that game, basically. <laughs> and uh, Ashton Hawkins had a couple of drops. Uh, who else? Oh, everybody in the entire world will remember Cole Wilson going down at the five and us not being able to punch it in. That's a <laughs> failure of the offense that didn't happen in the fourth quarter. I mean, if you dissect this game, it's really like the fourth quarter meant like next to nothing because they didn't even play the last four minutes of that game. They just sat on the ball. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fair. Um, 
So but are you ever going to see that score like get run up? Like I don't think so. I think Jeff Trailer and GJ Kinney have too much respect for themselves or each other. Dude, I say. Well, and the other thing is, is that UTSA wasn't going to put themselves in a position where they had to throw the ball in when they got the ball back. They were going to put themselves in a position where you know, especially when throw. You know what I mean? Tandem of running backs had like 159 yards. They were like, whatever. Which, we have an open lane through the middle. Let's just keep doing that. Which is ironic because the running game in the first half, and this is kind of where Craven and I are on the same page, that Texas State was worn down in the fourth quarter. And a lot of those chunk plays did come in the fourth quarter. So, look, if you take away that, I think that you get two guys who rush for, what, maybe 70 yards, which is not great. You don't want to give That's up 100. still like 140 yards. You don't want to give up 140 yards on the ground in, in any game. But all things considered, a okay showing? Like, I, I still think the defense looked good. I still give them the win of the week. Yeah, no, they definitely look good. I was talking to my dad about this, too. I was like, well, I think we saw, like, the amount of depth we had on defense. Like, we, we Which did is not keep, that much. We did keep pace with them which i i don't know if that's like a better thing for us or a worse thing for utsa because they should have been able you know i've been hearing about this rivalry hashtag not rivalry thing all week and we did pretty well i want to finish this part of the podcast by saying this texas state fans who post the all-time record i i know we we have our buddy kef he posted the all-time record colton told us the all-time record i think you've mentioned the all-time record between all sports and it does not matter to me I, I you, yeah. maybe you can convince me here. I, I love my women's basketball team. You know, I'm a ride or die for the women's basketball team. You know how much I support the women's athletic program at Texas state, just across the board. I'm a hashtag ally. Um, I don't care when you show me the all time record, what baseball and basketball does when we're a in football season and B in a football state, if this was Maine, Okay. You know what I mean? If we're living in like California, sure. But it's Texas. It's football country. We just lost a heartbreaker at the Alamo Dome. I don't give a shit. I don't care. The all-time record does not matter to me. The five and zero or zero and five in our case—that's what matters. That's the stat that matters. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I this is still a rivalry. I don't know why people are. No, like, it is. Oh, it, it, we're too good for that. I think that's really what kind of got to me because people were like, "You guys oh, are getting you're falling right into the bear trap." It's just a trap. Like they know it's a rivalry. Otherwise, they wouldn't even care. Right. I do not have a rivalry with the haters on Twitter. I don't have a rivalry with the guy. What is his name? Rev on Twitter because I don't comment back. <laughs> <laughs> not, you know what I mean? It's not a rivalry. Like that's the thing. Like that and, one and, is a rivalry. Let's be honest. Texas there. State, for Texas State, <laughs> Rev, shout out to you, man. I love, I love seeing you in my mentions all the time. I so I, I like that you are as passionate as you are. Shout out to you. But like the thing is, is that like it's clearly a rivalry because they care about us. That's the deal. You know what I mean? It, it that yeah. that's what it is. So don't fall into that trap. Not a rivalry. Just really relax. Just relax. It's a liberal lie. Yeah. <laughs> the fa- yeah it's a Fauci well, falsehood it, it has to be a rivalry because they play us so hard in all the other sports that they don't win at you know like baseball half the time uh women's basketball basketball their program is dog shit they literally gutted everything they had like one guy stay from last class so don't expect them to be good at all on the floor if they had gotten tamu cc's uh i don't know what that guy's name is now but that guy who took the islanders to the damn tourney twice I was campaigning for him to go to UTSA. That guy is ridiculous, man. And they should have recruited him better because now they're not going to. I don't know what they're going to do next year, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it has to be a rivalry. Our schools are contracted to play eight more times. And that's the other thing. But you that's not a rivalry. It. It's yeah, whatever. It, 
it's a rivalry for the recruits. It's a rivalry for the fan bases. It's clearly a rivalry. And I what my the last little nugget, and I, I, then we can move on. The last little nugget, DJ Kenny, Don Corn. You know who you're, who I'm talking to. The athletic department, Kelly. You get it too. You see how pissed off we are about this loss. You see how angry the fan base is about this loss. Uh, that's the expectations we have, and I hope that going forward, that is something that every football coach and player knows. That go one and eleven, beat UTSA. It's a good season. You know what I mean? Like just beat UTSA. That's all we're asking for here. Now UTSA is in the rearview mirror. We focus on the next thing, and that is a bowl win. That is the next thing. Not a bowl appearance, a bowl win. That's what we want. I did wish this had come like towards the end of non-conference because to be going through these emotions and only playing two games is such a high and low experience for this fan base, right? Like you're on top of the world. You're like, TJ Finley's going to win a Heisman. And then the next week you're like, we should well, dissolve our football six team. For 30. 16 for 30 was rough. 16 for 30 was rough. Seeing it in person was even rougher, man. I will say, so I was if- a an Alamo Dome hater before that game. And then, uh, you know, I went to the tailgate, walked around, and I posted a couple of videos from the tailgate. Uh, after that, I walked back to my car in the blazing sun, got dressed for the game, walked back to the game, checked in. Security was like, hey, leave your bags here. You have to walk all the way half a mile around the Alamo Dome to get your press pass, then walk back. In the midst of that, I saw Brian London. So that was a nice experience. But all the whole, probably walked like six miles in the heat because of the freaking security guards. And I can't tell you how glad I was to be in AC. So that was nice, at least. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still a hater of the dome. I, you yeah. know, no, I mean, it sucks. Funny. It's definitely like an old ass building. Like if you go into the bathrooms, like it's like, hmm, what the hell's going on here? Granted, Bobcat Stadium has troughs, but still. <laughs> I like the troughs. At least it's ours, right? Yeah, I like the troughs. That's that's my hot take. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, let's move on to Jackson State home game. Are you going to be there? Uh, TBD right now for factors I cannot control, but we'll see. Yeah, okay. hopefully, hopefully, maybe. What do you think the odds of like that place selling out is? Not selling out, but like having a good crowd. You know, that's the other thing I guess from this game is that like we lost one game and everybody's like. That's it. That's the whole season. And I'm like, what the hell? We got, like, I mean, for you, I got to rent, like, seven more of these games. This sucks. Like, what do you mean? No. I, I, and that's, they did a really good job of getting the excitement after the Baylor win for UTSA. I think that this week, as we're recording at the midway point, they could have done a little bit better job of, like, being engaged. And maybe things are different, because you're in San Antonio, I'm in the, like, snowy north, so I don't know what's going on in San Marcos. Well, be even be- even before Baylor, they announced, like, several things. Like, at Zelix, in that, like, little street area, they're going to have this whole block party, and Zelix is, like, their official, like, I've party. seen the block party. I've yeah. seen the block yeah. party. They've announced, so, like, so- several things, like, leading up to this that, like, they don't really need this week. I guess they could, like, just keep retweeting. But I you think that they see, should. Like, fan engagement, like, like supremely down before this home opener, which and is not good. What, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm like. I understand a win against UTSA, that place would be rocking for the home opener. You can't solve that now. You know what I mean? You can't solve that on Sunday. Where do we go from here? So going from here, I think that they should have done a little bit more tweeting, but that's a problem that I think is going to correct itself as the season continues because well, it's also like, have we ever played Jackson State before? I don't really know what to expect. Apparently, they have like an amazing band. You know, they got the, the Sonic, the Sonic Boom of the South. 
Yeah. That's what my boy Marvin Hurst wants to go out to see. I can't wait to put them as far away from the field as possible. I need, <laughs> I, I need them. I need them in nosebleeds all the way away. Do like, we, yeah, I mean, did we play that game? Like, is it even because when we were covering this team, right, they were losing all those fucking games. It really didn't matter if you had the other band there because like, oh, it was quiet. The other team still had a chance. Yeah. Yeah, it, no, it was de- it was definitely quiet. And I was in the press box a lot of the time, and I would send screenshot or send out videos, panoramic photos to friends of the stadium, like r- five minutes before kickoff or five minutes into the first quarter, and be like, "Where, where is everybody?" Now it always starts off relatively strong, right? Mm-mm. It does, no. kind of. No, it yeah. doesn't. I mean, you haven't been to a game over there in like five no, it hasn't. Years no, now. well, stop it, stop it. Yeah, you haven't. Stop it's it. true. It hasn't been. It's never been like. There's twenty thousand people in the stadium, and in the first quarter, people. Were oh leaving. yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, With like, my own eyes. When, you, when you're saying like it starts strong, like you're talking the season, it starts strong. Like, no, absolutely the, not. Strong <laughs> season. So, what are you saying? Because it's not strong in the beginning of the games. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll just retract that whole take. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's not even worth living or dying over. Because I think they averaged like seventeen thousand people, which again. is a lie. Which yeah. is a, which is a bullface lie. Average, right? Like means are sensitive to to highs and lows in this game. So there's there's no way that seventeen thousand people are there on the daily. That that's in the past. Now in the f- current day, a win against Jackson State this week, which I think is going to happen, um, that could change things. That really could. And you know, allegedly they tell me that they've done a lot of good for season tickets. They've done a lot of good individual sale tickets. Our our friends. I've told them, our guys in Austin, hey, come down for a Texas State game. So I'm hoping that maybe they swing by for an homecoming or something like that. So, you know, maybe we we have a better turnout from this point on. But, you know, I, I think they could have done a better job this week of promoting the game. Well, the first time that I can remember it, this is the first time that we're playing this team. Do you remember anything? No, I don't, I don't think that we've ever played uh... – Texas or play Jackson State before. Now this is a big one because a year ago we were talking about it potentially of Dion coming to town, mm-hmm. and we were all super concerned for obvious fans. reasons. Yeah, for obvious reasons. They were going to put us on fucking ESPN regardless of who was in the coaching chair. Yes. So now because that's not the case anymore, I feel a lot more, a lot better about a, a Jackson State uh, showdown. Here's the thing. Jackson State, this is the only FBS program that they play this year. So this is, ironically, their Super Bowl. Now, yeah, Jacob, we're, Mr. We're Moneybags. We're paying them some money. I don't know yes, how much. Yes, I was going to say, Mr. Moneybags, you going to find out how much we're paying them to play? Yeah, but then it gets sad. Like, dang, like that's what we're giving up? For? I don't know. Those stories that I've been doing, right, when Texas State won, or won, I should say. I guess won, yeah, $375,000 to go play Baylor. And then um, I don't think we made any money on that UTSA game, like I said before. Split the tickets at the gate. Not even, like, because we only get really? like ten or fifteen from that, you know. Well, normally, so when we play, I think it's NRG next year. We go to the go to Houston. We're not splitting that either. Really? Yeah, we're not. It's we only get like eight thousand, and then they get the rest for tickets. Or are you yeah. talking like? So okay, that's a totally different thing. 
what I'm saying is that sometimes when it's like a big rivalry game like that, now granted, this one was at UTSA, so I imagine that they probably get the concessions, they get the gate. But a lot of times what happens is that they will split the gate price. So even if Texas State is going to NRG, they will split that price at the ticket. So like that's not what the contract know. said. Oh, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I tweeted about it. That's what I'm telling. I'm telling you, it's not it's what's happening. So we only get eight thousand dollars. Well, we get eight thousand like tickets that are being sold for Texas State's allotment. Like whatever, like Texas State is selling for that game, we get a hundred percent of those tickets, and then. So what about the other? Okay, so eight thousand, eight thousand. What what is the other? Well, Sam Houston is the home uh, team for that one. So, so they get it. Forty thousand people go to this. They also they also get the revenue based on like streaming the game and shit like that. Forty thousand people go to that game. They're getting thirty two thousand dollars worth of tickets. Which is thirty two thousand thirty two tickets. Let me look at my price. Yeah, we get five hundred thousand dollars to show up. And then we get $2,000 to sell. And then Sam Houston gets everything else, basically. There you go. Yeah, which makes sense. So are they renting the stadium? Yeah. Yeah, Sam That's is renting why. it out. And then... That's why. Remember Colton was mad because Sam was designated as the home team? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, they have Houston in their name, right? Doesn't that make a little bit more sense than us geographically being like, this is our home stadium, NRG. But... Sam Houston State isn't like anywhere near Houston. It's closer than not, right? <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't point it out on a map to you. I I guess you just look for big Sam Houston, right? <laughs> the actual big <laughs> Sam Houston statue, and you're like, there it is. It's in and Huntsville. It's Huntsville, yeah. Yeah. Still don't know where that is. So I there's guess a lot of, there's you. a lot of proud journalists that come out of Sam Houston State, and I'm like, never Why? heard of and then they that's, go that's that. that is surprising to me they i did not give know it that. to that orange team as the, our rivalry i did i did not <laughs> yeah. know that sam houston had rivalry. Good journal- i know sam houston had a good journalism program that's news to me yeah they 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 have a bunch of journalists that come out of there i knew teachers i knew a lot of teachers from sam houston State. i did not know a lot of the teacher rivalry the classroom the food fight <laughs> Honestly, no. I mean, how many how many teachers around the state of Texas, Texas State, and then across the hall teaching math as a Sam Houston State teacher? Probably a lot. I wow. imagine there's probably there's a lot. Um, I actually had more Texas State teachers than anything, and maybe I was just conditioned, you know, early yeah, on. Yeah, you were in the Teach for America schools. Pretty much, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's why I don't know my multiplication tables. I was in Laredo. That's rough. Yeah, that's a tough look. I, uh, don't, I had don't a lot ask of, me what fucking, don't come up to me and ask me math questions. I will fuck up. I had a lot of A&M and uh, UT grads, but you know, who, who's really winning that one? Go to UT to get a teaching degree. <laughs> anyway, Jackson. I State love them. Is, shout out, shout out the horns. Andy, I'm wearing UTSA gear right now. And that sucks. But soon I'm going to be wearing our own stuff from Elite Sports and that'll change my life. I am so excited. I was talking to my mom. I was on the phone with her when you sent me the text that Elite Sports has our Squaring Around merch. And I told her, guess what, mom? I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. It's going to be a Squaring Around (laughs) hat. I'm so pumped. I cannot wait to be rocking the Squaring Around gear uh, on this podcast and then just around the regular time. How many people have a podcast? Billions. How many people have merch? Hundreds. How many people have merch as cool as Elite Sports? Zero. It's only us. We're the only group that has this cool as crap. 
Yeah, and when you buy that stuff, you can directly support this podcast. We appreciate your business. We appreciate you supporting Elite Sports. They've been with us since the very beginning, since before our DCTF arrival. So uh, we appreciate them for just hanging out with us. And, uh, you know, Shane, the guy that owns Elite Sports, he's a beast. So we appreciate your work, Shane. Shout out Elite Sports. Shout out Square Round. Shout out you. Please continue to support Elite Sports and us. Yeah. EliteSports.com. Use code SQUARE at checkout. Jackson State is what? Uh, Two and one in non-conference. As you were saying, they wrap up a non-conference with us. And this is a whiteout game for them. How do you make theme games for away stadiums? They're going to show up in droves that they, they travel very, very well. And that was even before Dion. That's something that a lot of people who were not keeping up with HBCUs did not realize that Jackson state, I would by no means, I would consider them a powerhouse FCS program, but they were a team that, you know, consistently was competing um, and they have a good fan base. So I would not be surprised if that stadium is pretty raucous on Saturday. Raucous. I would like to see the visiting tickets. I would like to see how many visiting tickets they sold. My thought process is this. This is my my. I'm building this half baked take right now. Half baked take. It was half baked take. If it was that good, if they had that many people showing up, I feel like they would do more online marketing to get people to come to this game. Like I, I feel like if if they knew on Monday, oh my God, they sold ten thousand tickets or whatever to Jackson State, they'd be like, oh, we need to make sure that people show up to this game, otherwise we are going to be outnumbered. Uh, that does not seem to have happened, maybe. Um, and if you know, if it is the case that we're watching the game on ESPN Plus and there are two to one Jackson State fans and Texas State fans, then we will have a conversation next week and be like, well, what the hell were we doing <laughs> when it came to marketing this game? But it's the first home game. Um, TJ Finley clearly established himself as a quarterback. Ironically enough, and I want to get your thoughts on this uh, because we were both wrong. Malik Hornsby is not getting any playing time. But ironically enough, we have a quarterback, and people want another one. They want to find out what Hornsby looks like. I think even with a 16-30 and game where no receiver had over 100 yards receiving, even with that, even with T.J. Finley looking lost at some points in the second half and getting really rattled and not being able to really move in the pocket, I I still would rather have him than see what Malik Hornsby has. Now, in a game against Jackson State, maybe it gets out of hand. Maybe Texas State really gets a big lead and we play other guys in the fourth quarter. At that point, I'd be okay with it. I do not want to see Malik Hornsby in a game that is close just because we want to switch quarterbacks midstream. Do not do that. TJ Finley is too good of a quarterback to have his confidence rattled by Kenny or any other coach left with left, which in the same uh, breath here to try to rattle him. Do not switch quarterbacks. I know the Texas state fan base on Twitter wants that. Don't do it. Bad idea. Yeah, I uh, I like how they've been playing this two quarterback system. Kind of, it's not two quarterbacks. They system. have it. They have a single quarterback, and they've been just being like, "Hey, this is our guy right now." Okay, and um, because like in Baylor, right when we had that three and out, I was like, "We're gonna see two quarterbacks." I even texted you that, like, "We're definitely gonna see two quarterbacks today," and it never happened. And UTSA, same thing. I was like, "Oh, this might get ugly fast." We we're shut out in the first, like, most of the first quarter, right? And then we put up a field goal and then we tied it with a touchdown of our own. And then we were like, okay, I think TJ's going to be fine. But Malik did actually almost play at the UTSA game. He was suited up. He had his helmet on. He was ready to go in. And then they just didn't do it. And so DJ talks about that a little bit. But would you argue that most quarterbacks are like that? 
where no. like there's you have your head you have most, your most backup and... quarterbacks aren't suited up. Mm-mm. I mean, no, like you don't have your helmet on most of the time, and you're not throwing passes, getting warmed up, ready to go. I I don't. I'm not putting a lot of stock into that. No, I mean, unless you think you're going to go in. I mean, UTSA's all of their guys were ready to go in at any point because they were like Fred Harris's knee is hanging on by a thread. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, I, I maybe, maybe Malik wanted to stay ready. You stay ready, so you don't have to get ready, right? Quote of the podcast. No, but DJ said he almost put him in. That's that's why I'm saying he almost put him in. Yeah, um, we, we were going to put him out there and, and let him play a couple plays dialed up for him, and and um, just decided to change our mind on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't know. We if that's- all saw it. It almost happened, but I they didn't hit the panic button, which I think is good, right? Because I'm at home like, ah, like press A, press A, press A, get out of the game, <laughs> reset it, <laughs> so it goes back to zero. Totally. No, and I, I, look at the end of the day, I, I think Finley has looked really good. There's, you know, he did the interview this last week with another Stumbell podcast, and he looks really poised. I don't know how much of that you watched, Jacob, today, mm-hmm. um, but he looks he looks like a I'm not going to say NFL quarterback, but he damn sure looks better than most Sunbelt quarterbacks when it just talks, comes to talking to the media and poise six for 16 for 30 is going to be something that I'm going to think back about for probably the next couple months. Uh, Because I think that a couple of those wide receiver drops, and we're talking about a completely different outcome to that UTSA game this week. There was so many right there at the end zone. I mean, Joey Hobart had one, right? Cole Wilson almost had one too. I mean, it's, it's a failure on that offense to not punch it in, though, from within five, right? That's it's, fucking ridiculous. It's imperative this week that they start strong and they finish strong. Imperative. Yeah. Because Jackson State should be a win. Nevada, we just talked about it a little bit a, while, a little while ago. Worst team in college football, considered by some. Three and one going into that first Sunbelt game could be big. And then you look at the rest of the Sunbelt Conference. I think South Alabama is, or uh, I think Troy is playing like Southern Miss this week. Um, like Tulane, for whatever reason, continues to play Sunbelt teams. Like there's going to be a time where Texas State comes. There's a, ch- let me say this there's a chance that Texas State comes into Sunbelt play with the best record in the Sunbelt West. That's hard to believe, but there's a chance that that happens. And then how do you take that momentum and continue it through conference play? So how do you go from uh, beating us to being the worst team in college football, Nevada? What, what's up with that? Because they beat the we dog We were the worst team in college football last year. When we yeah. lost to Nevada, we were the worst team in college football because we did not have a quarterback. We did not have a coach that had confidence. We did not have a defensive coordinator that had confidence. And the writing was on the wall that the end of this Pavadol era was here. That is, we were the worst team in college football when we lost to Nevada. Nevada then beat us and then did not win another game the rest of the season. They took the mantle in that game and said, here's the baton. We're now the worst team. We're going to suck the rest of the year. So that's why. It's interesting getting to do what we do because, um, like, being on the Republic of Football specifically, because, like, I've gotten to listen to all these guys just talk about football, basically. Ball, sports, whatever. Um, but... Like seeing like how they're digesting the rest of the league, right? Like A and M and Baylor are in hell right now, and it's only been like two games in, and like and they're <laughs> and already looking, they're already looking at the best offensive coordinators and stuff for <laughs> to see who's gonna take they're over. They're trying to figure Jimbo out how to pin Jimbo for something, yeah. And then uh, like us, like we've lost the same amount of games as those guys in week two, headed into week three. And it's like uh, we still like have glimmers of hope. So it's like, at what point do you lose faith from your fans 
And at one point, does like your team lose faith in you? You know. Well, to to be fair, I think A and M fans coming into this year were not like the highest on Jimbo, and I think that talking to the Baylor guys, they were not the highest on their co- coach either. Uh, but you listen to the rest of the Republican football. You you do a much better job than I do of tapping into those. Um, yeah, well, I edit one of those shows, the Aggie War Pod. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you say that our podcast is more or less optimistic than those? Uh, I, we definitely started off very not optimistic. I think very recently we've turned around and been like, we're going to be all right. Okay. Yeah. But I also don't think like, you know, um, we're not really going after people either. We invite people on our shows and have, uh, good conversations with them, which is why like that interview that TJ did, like, he's not going up against like guys who are going to try and do like gotcha journalism or anything. You know, it's just basically like, tell us how good you are and why, you know, and, Versus like what we do, which is kind of like, ha you're here with us now. Let's make jokes and have fun. You know, we, tra- <laughs> we tricked you into coming on, but to be, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I just was curious because we have a good time. Rep, I, I think it's a little that, different. The rep that we were getting and, you know, correct us if we're wrong here was that we were kind of negative and I try not to be negative. I try to be a positive guy, but a lot of people were giving us the negative rep saying that, Hey, you have like the Baylor guys, for example, Craven, for example, ish a little bit too. All of them were kind of like, that's a really negative about this. And team now they're finally games. coming around. Oh, I see. Texas State is exactly what we thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting all those takes too, right? Because now we're like one in one, but we still have fucking what is it? Ten weeks to go. Yeah, oh. more weeks. And I said after the Baylor went seven and five, we are now a seven and five podcast. Go seven and five. Go to the Texas Bowl. BETSA. There it is. Easy. There's probably a lot of factors that factor into like how you feel week to week during college football. Right. For us, it's our fantasy team and it's our it's our actual NFL teams doing well or bad, too. You know, so if you had like a horrible string of weeks, you lose in fantasy, your team loses and then your college team loses. You're on the brink. Over five this week. I have to send this tweet out right now. Texas State Vikings, three fantasy leagues over five rarity rarity That's a in, uh, in 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 this life but hey you know what we persevere we move on to the next thing uh tomorrow night vikings are playing the eagles i've already chalked that up to a loss texas state don't let me down baby yeah uh and the cowboys have the jets this week so <laughs> dub squad um but anyway um uh, all my bets this week also fucking failed because i'm just a moron that's, and Frank Harris let me down again. I think this is the sixth time I've bet on him to have the over on passing yards, and he's let me down. You bet the under. So in that wait, game time out, game. time out, time. We're about to expose your ass. You bet the over on Frank Harris passing yards, and he was playing the over for T.J. Finley and Frank Harris because I thought it was going to be a shootout. The Texas I, shootout. I, 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 I the shootout you, on I thirty-five. I need you to repent for your sins. You bet the over on Harris yards. Yeah, Harris and T.J. What type of D? What? No, 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 no. You don't get that. You don't get that cop out. No, no, no. What type of trust do you have in our defense to be betting the over on Harris yards? This is exposure. This is crazy. That's I true. can't believe you would do this. You know, the matchup I was watching that entire game was Joshua Cephas, Josh Eaton. That was really cool. If you guys saw that, they were playing mostly on the left side the entire game. So it was right, right in my line of view. And I was able to see uh, what people say is one of the best receivers in the country. And then uh, Joshua Eaton, who's like a super talented guy, a guy who plays both sides of the ball for us. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty fun. How, how do you do? What would you give him the grade for? Uh, C plus. 
Yeah. But they were kind of spreading Josh Eaton around. And so, like, I feel like if it was like, this is your guy the whole game, it would be different, you know? Plus, like, nobody's catching the ball out there, Josh. Just play defense this game. Be a different story, too. I mean, Joshua Cephas had his fucking way. He posterized one of our guys. It was horrible in the end zone. Yeah. Tough times. Tough times. Tough times. Is he that good on the next level? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's why he didn't leave. Still no Texas State shirts on home field, Andy. <laughs> I'm going to keep I, talking about it. I understand. I want I want him to support Texas State as much as the next guy. But I know a bunch of people who graduate from other universities. I know you are a Bobcat through and through. Mm-hmm. I have Minnesota ties. I got West Virginia ties. I got ties at UT. I got a lot of ties everywhere. And guess what? They have shirts for every team except Texas State. I love home field. I wear their shirts proudly all the time. You can go shop over there as well and use code square to get a discount off. Use code square. Yeah. I'm a big Tulane guy. Big green wave guy. (laughs) No, I don't own any home field apparel. My first home field apparel shirt is going to be a Texas State one. Book that shit. There you go. I, I, I have my Minnesota shirt. I got a West Virginia shirt. North Dakota State's got a couple of shirts on there that I've been looking at. They got, they got a couple of good ones. Homefield.com. Use code square at checkout. This is kind of like a recap episode, really. Like, you want to do a score prediction? Mm, sure. So we don't have a line yet for Texas State, UT, or Texas State, Jackson State. Uh, the rest of the conference essentially is underdogs for the most part. I think there's only a couple of teams that are favored this week. Uh, Texas State, of course, is going to be favored at home against an FCS opponent. I think that the Bobcats correct the mistakes that they made on last Saturday, and the running game is not going to be corrected in the way that I want it to be, which would mean uh, the way I want it to be is we have a 100-yard rusher. That's not happening. But I think we rush for over 100 yards as a team. I'm giving Texas State a 35-17 advantage over Jackson State, and we're going to be 2-1 and one going into Nevada, and then three and one going into conference play. That's where I'm at now. Things things you got to look for in the game is us to have more than fucking forty yards rushing. I could have yeah. your toddler could have told you that at home. But also just uh, for TJ to have more touchdowns in the air because I don't think we had a single touchdown in the air last week because his stats still say three touchdowns overall, five hundred yards over three games or two games. I should say. Sorry. I feel like that's all Baylor, right? Because we scored touchdown, punched it in. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense to me. 13 to 20. Ouch. That hoits. Um, Texas State's favored to win this game 97%. Have we given up that before? Yes. Act like you've been here. (laughs) On the football power index, for sure. Yeah, I know. I saw that today, and I was like, that's a rough one. That's a rough look. Uh, also, if you're looking at the football power index, because it looks like you're looking at it on ESPN, uh, I already showed you this, but you can put it up here on the screen. Uh, our beautiful stadium from, I want to say 2010, that looks like circa 2010 with the track still around the field, uh, the train in the background. It's a nice stadium. I love our stadium. It doesn't look like that anymore. That's back when, like, if you lived at Bobcat Village, you were the shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brother, you Bobcat Village, bro. Holy brother, shit. it's still like that. It's still like so? that. Oh, I guess yeah. so. I think those bags hang out at Bobcat Village. I, yeah, dude. I I tell you what, man. If if you were doing a t- campus tour and they were like, oh, you could live in this dorm or that dorm, and it was like Bobcat Village, you'd be like, those guys fuck. It's like, oh, 
cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those guys are cool. Like yeah, that's not that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Um, I had a couple friends. I had, I had a couple friends that lived in Bobcat Village. And that was one of those like only places on. It's not on. It's on campus, but like those are the only places you can really have a party because it was like apartment like living in dorm like yeah. setting. Shout out to them, bro. That's well, our, boy, our boy Tristan was an RA, and even those RAs at Bobcat Village had like that aura to them. Like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm like, bro, you fucking are a resident assistant. Get the fuck out of my face, loser. Yo, but they were they were cool. They were cool. That was like the that that's like if you're in the military and they're like. You're going to Kuwait. You're going to like Baghdad. You're going to Hawaii. It's like, all right, let's go. You know? Salute to That's, service. Hell yeah. It's like, <laughs> how, where were you stationed in the Middle East? Where were you stationed in Siberia? Where were you stationed? Hawaii, bro. Honolulu, like, brother. I mean, shout out to them because yeah. that's. That's kind of what that the R that is the RA situation I think in Bobcat Village. Correct <laughs> if you're wrong. If we're wrong and you lived in Bobcat Village and you're like this is the worst experience of my life, let us know because yeah. I think those like seem like the coolest place. Rate your dorm experience. I mean, you were in, at the tower, right? Your first at LLC year, and then, baby, and then you moved out. And then yeah, I, I did one year in the dorms, and then I moved. I was out. two years on campus. My first year was at Jackson Hall, and then my second year was at Tower with Tristan when he was an RA. Tower's fine. Tower's fine. It was, yeah, it was fine. You know, it's it was good great. when you become uh, a young man, a young up and coming, strapping young man. You know, when you're right by the square. You know. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. My LLC experience. Then I moved off campus and lived with D Snow or B Snow and uh, Wisdom, and that was incredible. It was a great experience. Fun times. Did you guys have an RA over there, Dom? No, we lived <laughs> at the lodge. Yeah. <laughs> we needed an RA. For yeah, some of those wild nights. Some of those hijinks that you guys are getting. Oh, in. dude. Mario Party, bro. Went crazy. So we've been talking about this a lot, Sim. Like the fact that people need to get pump, 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 pump it up. Let's pump that Cobra or pump that Cobra. I really, I really hope that they uh, demonetize you for that. Yeah. I hope that Joe Biden Let's pump it. this Bobcat spirit up, buddy. Like, what what can we say? Get out to the home game. It's hard to to be pumped up when you're from North Dakota, I guess, right? When you're coming coming to us live from North Dakota. Pokemon, go to the game. I mean, <laughs> look. <laughs> I, look, you got to go to the game. It's a home opener. There's no better experience than Bobcat Stadium when that place is rocking. Some of the, I think, best experiences of my college life were in that stadium when it was super packed. When it was not super packed, it was very depressing. Uh, the last, I think the last game I went to as a student was they were giving away like $10,000 or $100,000 or some, something absurd. They were giving money away. And it was me and the girlfriends of the players, essentially. And we all were in the student section and nobody was there. And we get the very famous what a fan photo of me where I'm yelling at the officials. Um, and like, I mean, look. When that place is rocking, that place is rocking. And I, I really hope that people go out and support this weekend. And if you're in San Marcos or the greater San Marcos area in Central Texas, go to the game. The tickets are super cheap. I think I saw them for, like, at most 15 bucks 15 in some bucks, places. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, go to the game. Like, what? there's no better experience than the Bobcat Stadium. And it's not going to be – it's going to be hot, but it's not going to be, like, a 1,000 degrees hot, you know. So I, I would go. If I was there, I would go. Yeah. My dad actually invited you to the game that we're going to. I usually give myself one game to kind of fuck off with my family or not my family, but usually uh, certain individuals who I can't name for tax identity reasons. But 
Um, yeah, I just get kind of one game to fuck off and hang out. And it's nice to break up the monotony of that. So yeah, this time I'll be with my family and we're family going to weekend? the Georgia Southern game. Ooh, that'll be a fun one for you. Yeah. And so I think that week we'll have McLean on so you can talk Georgia Southern. Considering that Southern is supposed to be like one of the we're worst teams in the conference. Apparently they're supposed to be good. I don't know. Like it's week two, right? Everybody's Who said that? We're, is we're McLean telling you that? Half a dollar one way, the, the other half a dollar the other way. Who's telling you that they're going to be good? Is it McLean telling you they're going to be good? Everybody's okay. telling me they're going to be good. Everybody. But I don't believe everybody. No, they're not going to be good. I thought they were going to be good at the beginning of the year. I watched them two weeks. They're not going to be good. If so you like, want to listen, here's the other thing. So this is going to come out at a later date. Mm-hmm. People are going to miss us. Sunbelt Fun Friday on a Wednesday every week at 8 p.m. on Twitter Spaces. Our guy Scott Watkins does it. Uh, friend of the podcast it's gonna be great it, you're not gonna miss out on that um because i do texas state propaganda essentially i cut propaganda for him i've been meaning to time uh, to to tap into one of those i just don't that's yeah, fine i, like I don't it? take it personally you like it uh yeah i enjoy it there's one what guy is, what the discourse with you guys do you still get pushed around in like the sunbelt talking space or is it i like... get pushed around is that the question <laughs> yes this is the question no. I, I've not been pushed around in any talking space since I was like four. <laughs> There's one guy who drives me absolutely up the wall. And if you tune in, you'll figure out who it is. Uh, Cause the guy drives me crazy. And last week he was really wrong. And this week I'm going to rub his face in it. That's good. Maybe I'll tune in this week on Wednesday. Yeah. On X Wednesdays on X. You guys are like Tucker Carlson. Pretty much. <laughs> do you have to be verified to do that now like a space or no could you do that before yeah you can i, mm-hmm. I don't know what i've hosted tech state space before from this experience with elon musk you know i've what have we lost civil discourse what have we gained another pipeline to the alt-right that's what we gained have we though I don't know. Yes. I like those uh, context notes. They're kind of fun. But the, the people notes? the people who write the community notes are the most like fucking loser people I've ever. The way that they use the English language in the community notes is so stupid. As a former professional journalist, I would uh, you know, I don't know. You'd agree? Oh, I, hey, I don't a, know. This is a deep tease for us. We just wrapped up our Sunbelt Conference basketball previews for Dave Campbell, so be looking on that. For shelves and buy, online yeah, buy, spaces. Buy the, uh, buy the magazine. Yeah, buy the magazine. Keep making independent journalism happen over here. <laughs> Our boy. Oh, this is the last thing. Yeah, yeah. If we're giving shout outs, are we doing, is this the shout out version of the pod? Yeah, sure. This is our outro where we're just, we're, we're just talking over a beat. All right. Creators of color. Okay. Spotlighting, empowering sports creative ages 21 through 33 who identify as black, Latinx, Asian, and people of color. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they did Engagement Academy of Sports Entertaining recognizes you for delivering brand defining work and helping diversity. Congratulations to co- cohort three. Okay. Our guy Ish Johnson got in that. It's a very pristine group. It's very prestigious. Shout out to him. Salute to Ish. Our guy Ish does a ton at Dave Campbell's. He's been doing a ton for the past couple of years. And he's our lone bobcat in the national media space that defends Texas State. So shout out to him. He had a great, he had a great, I wrote the UTSA recap, like for the game side. He wrote 
such a great piece just about the rivalry hashtag not rivalry and it was amazing great writing he talked to a bunch of utsa people talked to texas state people about the rivalry he is a texas state person honestly so whatever he could just done that by himself but he went out to the tailgate and he was there uh checking things out and talking about the rivalry the phrase i really hate zim little brother utsa was founded in 1969 we go back to 1911 what the or 1889 or 99 or whatever it is 1889 yeah and you're, you're triggered you're all wrapped up in this like age thing that's not yeah. what that means you can be li- like what's jake i don't Paul, think you little can brothers. be little brother like that yes you like, can well because we're not even in the same system they're the nutsack hanging off of the ut system jake paul little brothers logan logan's the older brother jake no shit they're related brother. we're not related at all we, well we're in the same state no, we're that's in the same neighborhood. Related. Oh, me and you are from the same state. Are we cousins? Like, what the fuck is we're that? The, we're, it's the same neighborhood. So, I mean, like, yeah, they they little brother us in football. We're not even in the same neighborhood, you and me. What do you mean? They they little, I think UTSA little brothers us in football. They're five and L. I mean, what what more do you want? Yeah, I guess. like if you, if you, here's the thing when you're bringing up like we were founded in 1899 and they're founded in blah, blah, blah. And our newspaper, our student newspaper is older than they are. I'm yeah. like, that was another diatribe I went on online. I know, dude. Who fucking cares? Who you cares? How bad we needed this win though. Don Corio. This is what huh? I put my career on the line. Every oh, yeah, time no. we play these guys, Don Kelly, GJ, TJ Finley, Hornsby, Texas state football, everybody like, this is what matters. This matters to us. Like this, this is the most important game on the schedule every single and year. When we win one game, they're going to be like five and one still doesn't really matter. Five and this two why, doesn't really matter. This is why five that bo- no, no, that's not like it's not going to be like that. They're going to happen. Like We're going to get the win, and then that's the the first domino to fall. Winning a bowl game this year before them, winning a bowl game before them, that's what matters most. Because then you're just like, hey, here's our championship shirt. What do you have? Your HEB shirt? Cool. You know, whatever. Yeah. Winning a bowl game matters the most. Texas State needs to be 1-0 this week and then 1-0 next week. Focus on the game at hand. Beat Jackson State at home. Get this uh, this home run going. Get this taste out of everybody's mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, also, other shout-out, TJ Finley, expecting twins. I can't shout out to him, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't handle. It. I was talking to my coworker today, who's got two kids. He's talking about like childcare and like ear infections and runny noses. And I was like, God, I'm so happy. I just go home, take a nap, watch the Simpsons movie, eat some popcorn. I- I'm chilling. I could not imagine having twins. So shout out to him. Well, what's the timeline? What's nine months from today? I mean, this is not an exact science, right? But prospectively, well, he already knows the sex, right? It's more than they're not just they're just. Did not become pregnant yesterday. Yeah. So they're like, what, two months, three months pregnant at this point? So mm-hmm. six months from now. Okay. So six months. What is that? Where does that put us? Spring game time? <laughs> no, it puts us like in March. Okay. Yeah, spring game, no? That's March is kind of early for the spring game. Marchish, April? Okay. April ish is your thing. Spring <laughs> that's, game. The, that's at the point of the podcast where we're talking about track. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you got that right. We need to. No, what no, we need to do is hey, talk hold to on, the shut other up. Hold on, hold on. March is when we're going to be talking about an NCAA tournament run for my women's basketball program. That's what we're going to be talking about in March. That's what we're talking about in March. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, That's don't put you... that. Don't put that bad juju talking track in March. I don't want to. You want to? You want to preview your article? What, how, what, would no. you, what did you find talking to the team and discussing different players with the your multiple personalities? Lot, <laughs> lot of new faces. A <laughs> lot of new faces brought in the transfer portal. We're taking the the prime time way of trying to rebuild a program. We lost like. I think of the seven players who played more than like whatever, 15 minutes a game, I think like five of them left. I think we only have one returner, uh, Lauren Thompson. So it's going to be a rough go about it because Man, the rest like of the Lauren Thompson's like fifth year, right? Yeah. She's Not with us, but year. just in general. Yes. She's a grad student this year. The rest of the conference brought back most of their like best players. The MVP of the conference graduated off of um, JMU. They did bring back their uh, sixth person of the year, so that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough road. Twenty wins, I don't think that's in the in the cards. Fifteen, seventeen, yeah, maybe. Um, but you look, I told you before, regular season does not matter. I don't give a shit. You got to win the four games in the tournament. Win the four games in the tournament and get an NCAA bid. That is what matters most. I don't care about the rest of the stuff. Get a good seating. Good seating matters, I guess. You don't, you don't, don't win twenty games and then not win the first round. We lost last year in the conference championship game to JMU. Uh, I pray to sweet baby Jesus that does not happen again. I can't deal with another conference championship loss. Yeah. How about you? What about men's basketball to well, wrap things up? Men's basketball brought in eight new guys, so you'll see eight new faces across the board. So I got to talk to Coach Johnson about basically uh, recruiting and different things like that because the turnaround is crazy. You were talking about it. You saw the women's basketball team in Lubbock when you were out there for a separate thing that you were doing for work work. And then you got to talk to them just about like whatever and also recruiting and also recruiting? stuff. What do you yeah. mean whatever? Yeah, whatever. Talking about basketball? You, you always talk to Coach Z about more than basketball. It's life, man. Yeah, it's true. Where I This is the relationship I have. The rest of you beat writers are like, you know, professional, and I'm over here. I'm, I'm. They know what I'm doing. I'm building. I love Coach Johnson. We were talking about uh, FSU and LSU right before we started recording. So. I'm, I'm building these relationships because in a couple of years, I'm going to be the number one booster for Texas State, and we're going to win a national championship. You're going to be um, like LSU women's basketballs, like that that sexy male coach they have. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not bringing Kim Mulkey. Sexy around, man but coach. Yeah. <laughs> what I am going to do is open up the NIL checkbook. That's the next step here, guys. Okay. Because we're. Yeah, you 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 can support the men's teams. I'll bring a national championship for the women, and uh, you know we'll we'll come back and talk. One side of the court, Jeff Foster. Other side, Nantrusnimmel. It's like your name but spelled backwards. <laughs> I just I want to be the first donor who gets his name in the rafters. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, Texas State lost 11 ex- uh, years of experience, 2021 to 2023 or 2022, I should say. And then uh, this year, they're returning basically like the amount of experience that they had the year before. They got two guys that are going to be very good. Book them now. Colton Benson and Christian Turner. If you see Christian Turner, he's like 6'4". He's fucking huge. Um, But yeah, expect big things for them. They also returned fifth-year senior Drew Drennan. So they got a true point. And they got Caden Gum from San Marcos High. So it'll be a cool time. Coach Johnson actually told me this is a new era for his team completely because this is the first year that no player and no coach on his staff was hired or played under Danny Casper. So literally a new era. It's been long enough. Yeah, I know. It's been four years. Yeah. Pretty long time for all that stuff to happen. He got fired or resigned, I should say, in 2020. 
Yeah, it's been like three years. So yeah, it's about damn time that we get those guys out of there. It's about damn time. Yeah. I guess COVID helps. Yeah, COVID year. But yeah. I remember when he uh recruited Mason Harrell. He was on the road talking about like I'm recruiting this like five foot nothing point guard and I think he's gonna be the next big thing. And I was like, what the hell type of player are we bring in? And then Harrell turned into the type of guy that he was and uh, that's the last time I ever questioned Danny Casper. Well, last time I questioned him for about two and a half years. And then I was like, what the hell is this guy doing over there? Yeah. What's he building in there? We found out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to us ramble, everybody. I think that's kind of how lost podcasts go, don't you? You're just like lamenting over shit and then dealing with your whatever Twitter ramifications you had. I, I really hope that this does not turn into a weekly segment where you come on and I have to like scold you for Dig the me out of the dumps. You didn't, you didn't scold me for anything. Don't, don't tweet at UTSA past like 4 PM. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> past 4 PM. Yeah. Hey, go out and support me, man. If you see me in the trenches tweeting on the square in a brown pod, help me out. Getting in, getting down and dirty. I love it. Speaking on that note, Follow us on everything. Appreciate the new followers we gained. We got like 10 followers across the board on all of our platforms from this week to last week. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, comment. Keep the conversation going. Who knows when the next time we'll do a mailbag is. Probably, probably soon. Probably soon. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. We're, of course, we're going to watch the tape and we're going to see what teams are doing to help us in the scouting of them. But at the end of the day, it's not about them. It's about execution. And you heard Coach say that just a minute ago. We got to execute. If you execute really well at a high level in all, fa- in all phases of the game, good things are going to happen. But that's on us, and that's not on, on them. So as far as the ups and downs of that, it's week one, play an opponent, get the result. Week two, play an opponent, get the result. And, it, and if you make it anything more than that, that's, that's yeah. kind of what you're looking for there. If you make it anything more than that, then yeah, then all of a sudden it's like, well, that one was a rivalry game. It was a game. There was 60 minutes on the clock. They put the football down, 120 yards in length, 53 and a third in width. Let's go play some football. We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.